0: Hello and welcome to Kicking Tires. My name is Jimmy. And I'm Justin. And today is the last day in August of 2022. Can't believe it's summer's over, basically. Um, But we got a lot of automotive news to kind of go through today. So let's dive right into it here. And I can't see where it is. There it is. First topic, Honda Civic Type R, the FL5. We already know most about the FL5 um, but there was kind of like two things we didn't know uh, the power figures as well as pricing unfortunately the pricing hasn't been released so we still don't know that but we know about the power figures 315 horsepower 310 pound feet of torque that's up nine horsepower and 15 pound feet from the FK8 so the last generation it's not a lot it's kind of what we expect but I was reading the blurb. There's quite a bit of like under the hood kind of upgrades mm-hmm. that they've done to make this a better performance vehicle. So let me just go over that real quick. There's better cooling thanks to bigger intercooler and bigger oh sorry not a bigger intercooler it's bigger radiator and bigger fan. Um, there's free flow air intake. So like the actual air box itself, there's a redesigned turbo, revised exhaust system with an active valve for higher RPM. Uh, the shift lever is stiffer and there's an updated uh, shift gate pattern for better position. And the brakes got better cooling and also updated booster for better feel. So there's a lot of tinkering underneath as well mm-hmm. to make this, I would assume, a better performance vehicle.
1: Yeah, because that seems to be, you know, we talked about it before. And nine horsepower and fifteen pounds feet doesn't sound like a lot, and it really isn't because I think they were they were putting out a little bit too much power in the previous generation, in the FK eight, where it couldn't keep up. Like, yes, you can put out great numbers to sell your car, uh, which they needed ultimately, right? Because if the car had under three hundred horsepower, people were like hey, it's 2018, 2019. We, we expect more than 300 at least. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but they kind of forced that in there. And as a result, the car could not keep up cooling-wise. And I'm seeing that uh, at track days now. Like, you used to see so many Type R's, and they've all kind of died off. There's maybe like two or three guys that attend consistently. But most of the Type R's that I know... Uh, were kind of heavily into tracking early on, have shifted away from the platform because you're maxing out your coolant gauge every time you do maybe three laps at any circuit. Uh, So just, there's no point. The car, you know, numbers, cars, it's great and all for a sales team, but realistically, the car has to consistently perform. And that's why I love the Supra so much is that, it doesn't matter how hot it is; it can just keep going lap after lap as long as you give it tires. Uh, you know, but that's kind of on you if you don't give it tires. But you know, a lot of cars in I think the last two decades even have suffered from this problem where they set great numbers, great zero to sixty, great quarter mile, and can even run a respectable lap time. You know, if you give Randy Pope's the keys, but realistically if you're running a track day where you need to run 15 maybe 20 minutes at a time most of these cars don't survive and the fk8 was one of them where it can like you don't really see them blow up but you're you're overheating those cars pretty bad uh and long term there's definitely it's not a confidence inspiring feeling and you know people that are obsessed with the platform, the fanboys are going to try this and you know, the real world performance really matters. And that's where I'm worried about a car like the GR Corolla. A lot of people haven't, uh, you know, everyone's hyping it up because cars that review well, that journalists test well when they do their their track tests, whatever, it means nothing in the real world. And I want to like reiterate that because the Supra Is terrible. The Supra out of the box is one of the worst sports cars I've ever driven for the money. And you just have to give it, you know, it's it's how good it it is as a platform. Um, Because if you expect to go out there with stock brakes, stock tires, and perform well and stock alignment, it's just not going to happen. But there's little things that you have to do to any car, you know, that isn't like a GT car. Or a McLaren or a Ferrari that you can just hop onto the track. Uh, Most street cars, you have to do a lot of uh, little tinkering. It's not expensive. It's probably, you know, maybe two, three grand of work to get it kind of performing reliably. Uh, But the Type R is one of these cars that needs a lot more than two, three grand of work to keep the temperatures uh, reasonable. Uh, And so, yeah, the GR Corolla is that car that I'm really worried about. Uh, I think it's going to be one of these. You know, every journalist is going to review it super well. Uh, they're going to be like, "This is so fun," and will it actually perform? I, I kind of doubt it, honestly. I, I have. <laughs> well, my for doubts.
0: that one lap, it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna test well, but will it realistically survive genuine track abuse from a seasoned track driver? Right, like a novice will hop into it and have fun all day long. Like, oh, this car is great, but I mean, people that are very into tracking, will they actually enjoy that car? Will they not blow it up? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that's why the Type R we're only seeing a nine horsepower increase is because reliability is key here. Mm -hmm. It it
0: definitely seems like that's the main focus here making it better overall rather than just giving it power because yeah rather than just it really didn't need it yeah Mm. let's move on from that speaking of power though here's another company that loves power dodge so this is the second of the seven last call models it's their special edition models before they're killing off the charger and challenger Uh, the first one we didn't really talk about it because it wasn't that important. It was the shakedown model. I mean, it had some graphics on it. That was really it. But this one is interesting enough. It's the Super B. Yes. The Super B name is back and it comes in two colors and two body style. So it's based off the Scat pack or previously known as the SRT um, Plum Crazy for the Y body or B5 blue for the standard body. Uh, Standard body carries 275 sections, where the Y body has 315 drag radial on the back. Hmm. 315 drags. So that is
1: using the the normal SRT, not the Hellcat. Not
0: Hellcat. Yeah. Yeah. So this is standard SRT motor, naturally aspirated, uh, but it's going to be Y body. With maximum traction in the rear, hmm. because it also has adaptive dampers with a drag mode. So nice. it's designed, really, for you know, that weight transfer during that initial launch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, to me, kind of cool. I always like the charger, and there's going to yeah. be another one that's going to be released on September 7th. So yeah. in a
1: week's time, we'll see another special edition. And the wide body is really nice. I so really this is. is gonna be a basically a demon, but without the, the full on demon motor. Uh, basically, yeah. Basically. Yeah.
0: Cool. Um no pricing information at this moment. Uh I was on Dodge's website. Uh SRT wide body is like 60 grand right now, Canadian. So I would assume this would be a little bit more than that. Hopefully not too much more because it's actually, you know, for the car that you get, it's actually not bad value. Because mm-hmm. a demon demons go for like a hundred over yeah, one T, I think. Well it was. over a hundred. MSRP, anyways. Yeah, I mean, used ones can't, are even harder. You can't yeah. buy one
1: anyways. But so. Hellcats were a good deal, right? We were talking about it last week, I think. You can get an early Hellcat for like under 70. Used one, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't want a used Hellcat, I feel like. I feel like that's <laughs> that's one of those cars like, I, I could see myself getting like a used, the Jeep, uh, the, 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 the Trackhawk, Hawk, Track Hawk, but uh, a Challenger or a Charger, I think those are going to be very abused.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I wouldn't mind just a
0: regular SRT Jeep or the SRT Durango. I, I, I don't need the 700 horsepower. Give me the 500, I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. but let's move on from that Audi. They are heading into formula one for 2026. So this is actually kind of interesting here. Um, You know, they, they don't really need to go to formula one. Um, I think if I remember correctly, they're abandoning one racing that they're doing. I can't remember which one they're abandoning, but they're abandoning one to go to formula one. Hmm. And the launch livery that they're showing off here it looks amazing. This typical kind of black silver
1: and red color scheme that they got going on looks really, really cool, yeah, it looks sweet so hybridization so that is you know Audi's always been talking about hey we we are an engineering company, and we you know it's uh whatever their voicesprung technic thing and the pinnacle of engineering's got to be Formula One, so it, it kind of it makes sense from a branding perspective that hey, if we're gonna talk about how great our engineering is, why are we not involved in this racing uh, which is the biggest arena as far as racing goes. like people that aren't even into cars are into Formula One. I'm into cars and I'm not into Formula One. <laughs>
0: I don't have time to watch all the Formula One races. Yeah, just the highlights sometimes. I to time. I watch the highlights because that's interesting. Uh, you know, yeah. when when you know the overtake happens and an incident was to happen, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But I can't sit there for like two, maybe even three hours to watch an entire race, especially at the times they generally are at, at like yeah. four or five in the morning. I'm sorry. I got better things to do.
1: I got a kid to take care of. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what this will... I mean, it will take a few years for this to really catch on. And Audi's going to hire probably some hot driver. Don't know who it is. Yeah, uh, no no driver uh, announcement. No rumors yet?
0: There's a bunch
1: of rumors, but nothing concrete at all. Right. So I'm wondering how this will affect their streetcars if they're planning I mean it would only make sense to build something similar to like an NSX that kind of you know hybrid supercar
0: they did say that it's they're not doing their own team that's the main thing right Um, so the the thing is they're going to be providing their engines for a team so like Red Bull or whoever is going to take one of their engines as the 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 engine supplier, so like this kind of concept F one car that we see here, does nothing to do with what's actually going to happen. Mm. It's just like a livery that they want to show off, but they will provide powertrain to at least one team. And that's the that's the thing. At least one. <laughs> at least one. I mean, they. They canceled their relationship with um, uh, with Alpha Romeo because oh, they okay. said that they will cancel their commercial and technical partnership with Alpha Romeo uh, at the end of the twenty twenty three season. So it's likely Sauber, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, that's the team that will use Audi because they were using Alpha. But nothing is certain. So I guess we'll see by 2026. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to something not quite this expensive, but still quite expensive. Uh, Shelby. S- Shelby has released a package, not a car, but a package called Code Red. What this is, is you bring your GT500, To Shelby, and you also give them two hundred and ten thousand dollars. Two hundred and ten thousand dollars on top of your Shelby GT five hundred. They'll make it a thirteen hundred horsepower vehicle. I don't. It's not the best price to performance, (laughs) you know. You're giving 210,000 on top of a GT500, so basically 300K, if not more than that, to get a 1300 horsepower vehicle. I mean, if you really want a 1300 horsepower vehicle, get a GTR. (laughs) You can get more for less. But what this is, is it's a very limited production, 30 units. So for each year, 2020, 2021, and 2022, the GT500s that were out, they're limiting 10 of each to create this cold red. And there's more than just power. Um, they take away that supercharger that you normally have, they replace it with two turbos. You get um, a, a blueprinted Nelson Racing engine with dual feed uh, fuel system. Like there's a whole bunch of other stuff and carbon fiber, everything. So, like it's, They're they're doing quite a bit to it, but still at two hundred and ten thousand dollars, and you're giving away your GT500. That doesn't even
1: include the car. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's a lot. Oh, and thirteen hundred. That's on E85. Uh, On pump gas, it's about a thousand, thousand plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I like I really like the GT500 just as it is. I think it's like the it's a right amount of crazy it's a right amount of wide body and i love the overall look i just don't want one for ferrari money hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah straight line speed is not that appealing i the thing
0: is for me i thought the gt500 was already pretty bonkers like yeah. i i
1: I had the right amount of power, I feel like.
0: Yeah, the the 500, I think it's good enough. Like, personally, the 350, that's
1: already really good. I think this is just, like, people that are very set in their ways, and they (laughs) they just want to deny that a Model S Plaid is faster. So they (laughs) have to. But while burning, like, you know, an insane amount of fossil fuels to get there but this might actually beat a model s plaid in a straight line with i don't know on the
0: 85 on 85 maybe with some better tires because yeah i mean it's, it will it's probably on... stop better than a plaid <laughs> i mean unless a plaid goes off track and hits something might stop better But yeah, 20 by 13 rear wheels on 345 Mm 3020. It's a pretty big tire in the back, but it's still just, well, it looks like a a performance tire more than a drag tire, which this is kind of like a drag car, a 1300 horse. Yeah. Right? Like, it's not really...
1: It looks like a Michelin, maybe a Cup Two. Yeah, looks like a Cup Two, hmm. which is okay. But oh, the
0: Motec M one five zero, so you get rolling anti lag too. Hmm. So as you're driving along the highway, you're going bum, 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 bum.
1: Well, the turbos are mounted very low down. Yeah. The beauty of oh, yeah. the supercharger is that you could just keep building your hood higher <laughs> and higher. So the, the power bulge. But the turbos are like next to the oil pan. Yeah, it's it's quite low. You might yeah. be able to see on the bottom of the car. That's crazy. You just have to be really careful going over like construction. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's totally fine.
0: But how about this this engine in the Raptor? Oh yeah, you see that have to worry about the clearance on the turbo. That would be fun, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, they already strapped the GT500 engine into the Raptor. This shouldn't be that much harder. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think this is kind of like over the top, but hey, when you're only making thirty, it
1: has to be over the top, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and guys will heat it up because it's got a Shelby badge on it. It's you know, it's a proper. Shall be build. It's mm-hmm. not uh some barn build. Yeah. Which
0: yeah. Well, I mean, if 30 cars you just think ah, it's too many. I like to be a lot more exclusive than that. How's 18 cars sound? Because Bentley, Bentley has to covered. the Mulliner. I, I don't know how to pronounce the names properly, so I'm gonna butcher it. I think it's Batur or yeah. Batter. I'm not sure. Anyways, it's essentially the Conti GT with bling on it. Yeah, and just a whole different look. Yeah, it's completely reworked, but it's limited to 18 units. There's a bunch of carbon fiber, titanium... Uh, sustainable natural fibers, even 3D printed 18 karat gold on this vehicle. Yeah. And it's the most powerful Bentley in history with over a thousand Newton meters of torque, which is, I don't know what that is in pound feet. It's a lot, but it has 729 horsepower or 740 PS. 2 million USD.
1: 740 pound feet yeah that's a good amount yeah it's kind of, it's a very unique look it doesn't really look like any other Bentley uh, that we've seen it almost looks like a jag from some angles uh, although don't let Bentley hear you say that uh, I think yeah you guys have to look at it to see it so it's a Bentley B-A-T-U-R Bentley Batur Um it's it's you know they're making 18 and 16 of them are going to sit in some rich middle eastern guy's garage or sultan of brunei's garage and just collect <laughs> us like you're not really going to see these they they'll probably bring it out at like pebble beach kind of type of concourse show um but it is kind of nice cuz it's it's just like it's a different look i I like seeing that cuz the the Continental GT looks unchanged for almost 2 decades now. Right? Like they've done a lot of revisions to it. They have, they've released different models, but the GT look that is also carried over to the Bentega, that that overall uh the vibe of that is from the early 2000s. Hmm. Right? So I think that is it's a good departure for Bentley to just be like, hey, wanna do something different. This looks different. Still has some Bentley character to it. Um and yeah, the W twelve motor is very special. So, well, it's it's basically the last of their W twelve, right?
0: Because mm-hmm. with the electrification coming along, there's not gonna be a lot more W twelve engines. Um, if any, right? So like this is probably gonna be one of the last ones.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I do like the headlights. I'm a big fan of lights in general. Um, the Bentley Conti GT always had like these round lights with jewels inside them, uh, but for this Mulliner Batir, uh, they are taking the wings off of the Bentley and yeah. made those headlights. It just yeah. looks so exquisite. It has a
1: it has a face to it, like a, like an angry cat, like a some kind of. Panther the, or jaguar? They, they're like, not going to
0: like this, but it looks to me it reminds me of a pig because the snout is huge in the center,
1: and there's a line in the middle that completely so cross-section it. It is. It's the whole <laughs> like the way I see it, it's the whole mouth like gaping yeah. to like just it's a predator. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I like this. It's very aggressive, uh, which is kind of a nice departure. Uh, and it's, the rear so is a little well. weird though. The rear's classy.
0: I don't think it matches the front as much. Like how dunno the... I think the
1: front and rear just looks like a jag to <laughs> me. Yeah.
0: Well, the how the rear end kind of slopes down and it curves down, it doesn't have that Bentley feel to me. Because the Bentley always had a deck lid that kind of kicks up a little bit. Yeah. So this just looks a little bit odd. Yeah. It's all smoothed
1: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. I
0: mean, not like I can Moving afford it on. anyways. But yeah, $2 million US dollars, um, 18 units. I'm pretty sure they're all sold by now. Um, but yeah, let's move on from that. We have another card that I cannot afford. Lamborghini decides to take the wraps off uh, a better version of the Urus. Just in case if the current Urus is not good enough, you can now get a Performante version of the Urus. So. Yes they they done a lot of work to it. So there's a bunch of carbon bits, like carbon hood, carbon everything. And they ditch the air suspension for steel springs. All that carbon ditching air suspension loses 104
1: pounds. Doesn't seem like a lot. It really does not. Because <laughs> I would think... Well, okay, the carbon roof... And the hood, those are up top, so that is something that um, has more of an effect because it's high up. But yeah, a hundred, a hundred pounds is, you know, that's a passenger. Like it's really a very small passenger too. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very small passenger. It's not not going to change that much, but no, obviously, aerodynamics as the overall package goes. It will uh, transform the car, and ultimately, there's not that much you can do to yeah. a road-going car. You could delete the rear seats. You could like, I would be that would be crazy if you could build a <laughs> performante that with a rear seat delete and a cage instead. Uh, that would be kind of insane, but like a track special performante. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it but also makes a, sense. But it's a Lamborghini. It and never over sense. the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. So So that would be that would be more of what a Performante version would be. Yeah, it's never
1: about the backseat luxury (laughs) of a Lamborghini, anyways. So, yeah, Yeah. Um, well, for this, okay, so it's thirty-five
0: thousand dollars more than a regular Urus. Mm -hmm. That's how much more horsepower you get.
1: (laughs) Well, I know how much horsepower. Oh, you're already looking at? Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, sixteen more horsepower. It does doesn't seem like a lot for $35,000 more. That's just me.
1: Well, okay, 35,000 to get a carbon roof, carbon hood and kind of special suspension, it's a special model. It looks looks more uh focused, uh better wheels and stuff. I think it all it's actually not bad. 30, 35,000 I'm sure it'll be worth it in time because when it comes to resell
0: it, it's like, oh, this is the Performante. That's, you know, that next level. But what I'm saying is like as an overall package, uh, sorry, if we're just looking at the numbers of 16 horsepower, 104 pounds pounds lighter, that doesn't seem like 35 grand worth of upgrades.
1: You know what would be sick if we had a two-door Earth? Just... Give us a, sh- a short wheelbase, like not not crazy short, but like, you know, maybe like four inches shorter wheelbase, and then we'll ditch the back seats. It'll just be, <laughs> it'll just be, it'll be like that Bowler Wildcat thing. Mm. Yeah. Well, like that type kind, of. Kind of, of like the Bowler Wildcat. This has a
0: rally mode. So there's, uh, the center diff has been revised, allowing more power to be sent to the rear with this rally mode. So you can
1: take this around like a bowler. Maybe well, you don't want to do that. This model is now lower. Yeah. yeah, it's got lower profile <laughs> tires. It's got more ground effects on the arrow. Yeah, and it's it's physically lower. It's almost an inch lower than a normal performance or the, the normal Urus. Uh, but we're doing a rally mode. It it does it doesn't really make sense. Well, I mean, like a wouldn't track you want to rally car. on twenty three inch yeah. Trofeo Rs? But what the rally mode really is, is a drift mode, mm. I think. Because it's sending more power to the back. And mm. yeah, it, it for the kind of guys that are crazy enough to take something like this onto a track, I think you got to look at it as a drift mode. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes no, sense. I think the 35, it's it's actually not crazy. It, it's not crazy,
0: but I... I've sat inside an Urus, and it didn't feel... It's just me, maybe. This is a better QA. Yeah, it didn't really feel like a $200,000 SUV. Yeah. (laughs) And the shifter, when I first got into it, I was like, there's no drive. How do you put it in drive? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that is every Lamborghini, (laughs) I think. It's like, yeah, you just got to press the pedal on the right to put it into drive. I'm like, but why? There's a big... And it's a big shifter in the center, too. Like, it's not just like this tiny thing. It's a huge shifter right in the center, but does not let you put that in. Anyways, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. Lamborghini things.
1: I think the Urus at least has like normal turn signals. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the Uh, Hurricane uses a motorcycle turn signal on the steering wheel. Oh, yeah. So, it's left is a button left and right in the middle middle cancel? cancel. Yeah. Perfect. Just like my BWS scooter, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because the paddles are huge on the on the yeah. Okay. It, it would it would block it. That that totally
0: makes sense. That totally makes sense. Well, let's talk about another vehicle that we can't afford. Um, well, I can't afford it anyway, so I'm sure you can't, Dustin, because you already have it as your wallpaper. Um, but <laughs> it's the that is the standard. <laughs> yeah. affordability if you, if you can have it on your wallpaper you can get it um it's the 2024 koningsag cc 850 this thing is crazy so okay so the cc 850 is the um 20th anniversary of egg and it's also to celebrate um,
1: Mr. Koenigsegg's birthday, Christian put- von Koenigsegg. Uh, where the heck did I put that? Oh, his that 50th is birthday. The, that is the most mind blowing stat on this whole article and this news story is that Christian von Koenigsegg is only 50 and he started this company 20 years ago. Yeah, it's like, well, not started this company, he no, he started he a lot, he yeah. rolled out the car 20 years ago, but yeah. He's been doing this for a while, so he's been he he's been doing this in his twenties. Yeah, like that is mind blowing to me. So, Justin, what have you been doing? Exactly. Yeah, like this this (laughs) Swedish man, this bald man with no eyebrows, has (laughs) achieved so much. Like he he's worked so hard in his young age that he lost all his hair and his eyebrows, (laughs) and because he needs to go three hundred miles an hour, which this thing will do.
0: It's actually kind of crazy. This thing, okay, so first of all, this is the first Koenigsegg ever that's designed not to break any records. And that, to me, it's actually kind of cool mm-hmm. because then it's like an expression of the brand, what they can do with it. This CC850 is uh, like a heritage model to the original CCX that they have built 20 years back. But it's like, it looks like it, but it's not based on it. it's actually based on the Yesco. This thing has a five liter V8 twin turbo, almost 1400 horsepower on E85. But that's not the coolest part. The coolest part is the transmission. Mm -hmm. This thing has a manual, but it's a shift by wire manual.
1: It has a clutch pedal.
0: It has a clutch pedal, so you can drive it normally. And depending on the mode that you have it in, like this six, like yeah, six it's got slot an H shifter pattern,
1: six, six speed, and then far to the right and back, there's a D. There's a D mode. So you just drive so it like an automatic. You can, like when you're tired, you can put it into automatic.
0: But there's nine ratios in this six slotted H shifter. Mm-hmm. So depending on the mode you're on, it changes between those non-ratios to better suit that driving mode. Like, this is all built in-house. This guy, he's insane. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people is like, oh, Elon Musk is a visionary.
1: No. Compared to Christian von Koenigsegg, this guy, this guy is crazy. This guy is nuts. Like, he built, like, a no-camshaft engine just because. Yeah. Like, he put that into do. a sob. I remember that. Yeah. It was like Sob nine. There's five. so much cool stuff, and then they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna build like a four-seater uh, supercar with like a giant swinging door," <laughs> and he did it. Like it's just, yeah. and and all of the products are cool. Like at as a kid, I'm like, this thing looks kind of odd. Like the the CCR and the CCX. Um, yeah, the front but... windshield was always like it just reminded me of helmet front heavy. It's it's very much like a fish, like the, the front is uh tall and then it kind of tapers yeah. back. And then now it just looks sweet. Like they they look amazing. Yeah. The um, this kind of it's it's almost like they did a like a singer
0: kind of what yes. singer does to like the nine thirties and whatnot. Because it looks brand new, but it also looks retro. It's so cool. We'll never see one. Only fifty will be built. Um, don't have a price on yeah. here, but I'm sure they're all sold and they're all gone. The
1: speedometers is is worth talking about. They've taken, wait for it, an iPhone SIM card tray tool, and they built it into the speedometer. Oh, did they do that? You need to zoom. There is a close-up. Oh, the next picture. Next picture. Oh. <laughs> That's all I can see. You guys wait. gotta. You guys gotta look up. Koenigsegg CC850 dials or a speedometer, and it's just there is probably what eight or nine of these iPhone SIM card tray there's, tools. There's eight of them. <laughs> okay, so they're not actually iPhone SIM tray <laughs> ejector
0: tools, but they 100% look like it or like paper clips.
1: Like yeah. it's super weird. And then the middle cluster is three different things. You have your speed, which tops out at 420 kilometers an hour. Of course. Your RPM, which tops out at 8,000. I don't know. I don't really see where the red line is. And then your boosts. All in one (laughs) gauge. It's got three separate dials on one gauge, which is really cool. Uh, Very hard to read, but very cool. (laughs) Yeah, when you're going that fast, you don't need to see your gauges. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're not looking down. You're (laughs) looking... You need to look like 100... 50 maybe 300 feet ahead like at least maybe a football field ahead yeah uh, that's when you're going 400 because <laughs> this thing does what 310 miles per hour I think is the top speed it's something ridiculous yeah it's what is 310 so the the CC 850 just
0: like the original CCxr um it it can swallow the roof it's it's crazy that they're still able to put this in. That entire roof canopy, you lift the the front of the vehicle up, it swallows it inside. And when you lift it up like you just get carbon everywhere. Mm. Um this car was at Powell Beach just like a week or two ago and like I had people like sending it to me and they're like this is the best thing ever. And
1: Honestly, it's it's this really is amazing. Uh, top speed is three hundred ninety kilometers an hour. I mean
0: that's 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 quick. That's quick enough. Oh, I think.
1: Yeah. I don't think I need anything quicker than that. Yeah, it's so cool. The clamshell.
0: Um, you know, you get automatic climate control, Bluetooth connectivity, Apple
1: CarPlay, custom lighting. I wonder if they have a semi. Automatic mode where you don't have to use the clutch pedal, but you just you still mm. get to row your own gears like that Alfa Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be
0: that'll yeah. be interesting. That'll be interesting, yeah. But
1: no, no information of that. But yeah. but like he's hoop. gone past that. So, okay, so the six speed like the H pattern is kind of perfect, right? Darryl. When you go up to seven speed, it's awkward. So I get like he. This is like the Koenigsegg thinking. It's like we want this pattern, but six speeds is not enough for a car with this performance, this kind of top speed. Six speeds is not enough. So then they go and rework it, and then give you just a bunch of different ratios. Like it's it's insane. It's like it's like a, a bicycle. How you have uh you know you have one shifter, and then you have another one kind of. Um, controlling the 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 final drive i guess would be what's being changed um but yeah that is insane and the the whole car is carbon fiber the whole interior all you see is carbon fiber yeah pretty nuts yeah i really want to see one i really want to touch one and i I don't know if i would really want to drive one but- oh, I I don't want to
0: be the one that's driving it because like I, I don't want to know- be like the stig on Top of Gear spinning <laughs> it. In- oh, and then like eating a tire, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to be the guy that's uh that's responsible. But I would love to
1: like get up close and personal, yeah, just to, be like- in the presence of it, and then row that shifter. I don't even need a driver. Just let me <laughs> let me touch it. Let me see the gauges move a little bit. The iPhone and tray tools. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: oh. Motor Trend estimates three point one million dollars. Honestly, isn't that That sounds
1: much. like a good value? It Compared really isn't to like, that much. You know, we were talking about this maybe, probably like about half a year ago. That Gordon Murray car, mm, yeah, with the insane price tag, and it just looks like a kit car, <laughs> right? Like, what does Gordon Murray want to sell his supercar thing? The T fifty. <sighs> It was a T-50 you... and then the T T-30. The T-50 is expensive one. The T-50. $3 million. Where did yeah, you I'm... get this Koenigsegg? Yeah. <laughs> Which looks like it's worth... Like, you know, it's, it's weird to talk about value when you're talking about a multi-million <laughs> supercar. But this car, you know, the, the, the engineering and the, the design and the materials and everything is just and now even the history behind it is is awesome like for 3 million yeah yeah it's i
0: don't know i think it's totally worth it if i had that kind of money i'd definitely pick one up yeah because for 3 million dollars that's nothing compared to the, our next topic which is a 5 million dollar bugatti so bugatti released this thing called a mis-
1: mistral
0: I think it's mistrial, mistrial. I don't know. Anyways, it's basically uh, the Chiron. I was going to say Veyron. but it's a Chiron with unique bodywork and the roof cut off of it. Five million dollars. Ninety-nine will be produced. You so still get the French flag on the uh, just behind the wheel, just to let you know that it's a French car made by. A German car company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks pretty cool. That's what I can say about it. But is this five million dollars worth of car when you can get the CC 850 for
1: three mil? Mm. Mm. Yeah, the Bugatti name is more of a household name, so I get it. Uh, and they're very exclusive about who they'll sell it to, and uh, it. This thing is pretty cool too. It I is. have to oh. admit, like it, it's got its own look. It's got its own interior, and the interior is very well. The interior is exact same
0: as the Chiron. There's yeah. there's no difference there. It's just the exterior that they changed.
1: Yeah, but it's I'm, like, but it's, it's still a own... nice interior. Yeah, it's it's just got a a presence to it, and I mean, a Chiron is also the same price. So.
0: <laughs> is it? <laughs> or is it's the Shiron
1: also five mil?
0: I don't know. I've no idea how much a Bugatti is. Not a question I've ever had to ask. Mhm.
1: How do you like this look though? With the more vertical ta- uh, headlight and So, uh, just a lean back look. Headlight is kind of weird in my opinion. I actually
0: mm-hmm. I think the Chiron looks a little bit better than this. I like the Chiron look, yeah. Yeah, cuz the
1: Chiron just looks more classy than yeah. this. The big thing for me that you just lose when you cut the the roof off. Is I love the Chiron has that, that loop, mm, that connects. big C, the big C, yeah. Which you just don't get it in this. Like this just looks like any other kind of supercar. Yeah, that Chiron scoop doesn't.
0: Is... It doesn't do justice to what it's supposed yeah. to look.
1: This is nice, but it's not that unique. Yeah, uh, the tail lights though. Once again, those are in, in love with the lights. Those taillights
0: look really cool. True. Kind of that V on both sides. but Bugatti illuminated in the center. I mean, the, the Chiron lights are kind of cool because they're kind of like floating in the center, but definitely mm. not as cool as this. Does this thing
1: have a roof?
0: There's no <laughs> pictures of it. I mean, when you're spending $5 million, does it matter? Yeah, you must have a car that
1: does have a roof.
0: Oh, no, that's, that's your Chiron. That's for days
1: that you need a roof. Yeah. You got your or a rainy day i'm sure they will approach everyone that already has a Chiron and ask them if they want to buy one first and... oh, i'm i'm sure it's already sold out by now like oh, yeah. with
0: any of these supercars or hypercars really they're they're gone by now you can't really um get much more <laughs> but yeah if you if you want a miss Trail, mistrial, mistrial, I don't know. See, the problem with a lot of these fancy cars is I just can't pronounce them. I mean, unless you have an American car company that I can't. Like Lucid Air Sapphire.
1: I I know all three of those words.
0: (laughs) Those are normal words in my dictionary that I can pronounce. So Lucid Air. This is a great car company as well. Motor Trend Car of the Year because, I mean, they've just proven themselves to be better than other EV companies like that Elon, guys. So the Sapphire, this is the one that's supposed to kind of compete against the the Plaid from Tesla. So it now has tri-motors. So three of them giving 1,200 horsepower, $250,000 um the three motors has one in the front two in the rear and it gives the rear torque vectoring as well zero to 16 two seconds zero to 104 a quarter mile in under nine seconds zero to 100 takes four seconds 100 miles 100 yeah that's 100 miles per hour four seconds that's mind-blowing in four seconds like Let's say a a fast car like a a brand new BMW M3 four seconds that's them hitting just around six hundred kilometers right? yeah yeah another sixty more miles per hour or sorry forty more miles per hour <laughs> it's the Lucid crazy absolutely yeah. crazy but okay so unlike the Tesla like plaid where they just give you more power and they're like here and here's a steering wheel that you can't use. Um, (laughs) Lucid Air Sapphire is more traditional, but they have actually gone in and done some like actual work to make it, well, a car that you can actually drive and handle that power. So there's new suspension knuckles increasing the front track width by 12 millimeters and the rear by 24 millimeters. There's retuned suspension with new springs, anti-roll bars, as well as dampers. Um, There's special Michelin-formulated Pilot Sport 4Ss. So what it does is it gives low rolling resistance on the inside, but then on the outside, you get cup-2-type materials for improved Mm -hmm. grip. So when you're turning... You get that cup two grip, but when you're yeah. rolling in a straight line, r- low rolling resistance. That's nice. that's actually really, really smart. 265s in the front, 295s in the rear. Uh, in terms of exterior changes, there's really small fender flares, but you probably won't be able to see them too nicely uh, within the pictures here. Uh, comes in black. Oh, sorry. There's black and dark gray trim pieces on the outside rather than the silver that you get on the regular uh, Lucid Airs. On the inside, you get sports seats with larger bolsters, Alcatara wrap steering wheel, as well as the digital cluster has a blue hue
1: to it. Hmm. Hence the Sapphire Neat. Mm-hmm. Like, the overall package, this
0: is much more compelling than um,
1: the Plaid. Than the Plaid. But- and it's even more compiling than I would say a Taycan. Oh, absolutely. A Taycan, I don't think a Taycan, like,
0: the performance isn't there, the space isn't there. A Lucid Air, like, it has all of that in one. The only thing is, just the price point, um, Lucid Air Sapphire, 325 Canadian dollars. Mm. Model S Plaid is...
1: One hundred seventy-six. It is quite a bit more money. It's almost double. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? I mean, if you're shopping for a two hundred thousand dollar luxury sedan EV thing, is that a stretch? Like, I feel like I feel like you have expectations about your car, and you want it to feel nice inside and That's one of the things that the Model S really lacks. It's it's not about price. It's not about performance. It's just how do you feel getting into it? Mm -hmm. And do you feel like you bought yourself a $200,000 car? Um, You know, if you're just buying it for all the infrastructure of of the Tesla supercharging network, well, you can get yourself a $60,000 Model 3. You know, like. Still seems like so much for a Model 3. The interior quality is is only about as good as a Model Three, right? Like that's the that's the issue with the Plaid is that it doesn't it doesn't uh, doesn't stand out in terms of overall quality, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the whole Lucid mission is to just show people, hey, there's a better way to do this. Yeah. Because I don't think when you're shopping in this price range that price really matters. You just want the best. I I don't think uh you know plaid buyers are really, really uh you know, crunching numbers and stuff like, hey, how much gas can I save? Will this be cost effective? For sure. Yeah. I mean
0: when you're spending a hundred thousand, anything north of a hundred thousand, you're no longer thinking of you know, value. You're thinking of how much glitz and glamour can I get on top of it.
1: Yeah. And you know what, to be fair, people that are shopping for this type of vehicle, they're used to you know, at least a Panamera, an S class, this type of interior where you step out of one of those and you can you get into a, a model S and it's just like, wow. I'm in like a base model, you know, A three interior. Uh it you know, when I'm used to sitting in, you know, flagship level cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is that is a big thing. I don't think the infrastructure or anything really matters so i would like to see this thing take some good market share i i want to see some vehicles move uh want to see some racing and lap times and just it's competition at the end of the day which is all good uh, i think but yeah the price point is is definitely high but i don't think it matters
0: yeah, $327,500. So it's, it's a little bit of money. wonder if I can get a base model Lucid Air. What's yeah. the cheapest one you can get? The Pure?
1: Yeah. Well, and to to my point as well, this thing at 300K does not have a 300K interior. This thing at 100K has a really nice interior. 300K, not so much. <gasps> A base model is one hundred twenty-seven. Yeah, at that price point, everything makes sense for for the technology, the quality, the 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 overall presence of the vehicle. It makes a lot of sense. At three hundred and twenty k, starts to die off a little bit. But if you want the best, this is probably it for now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Cool. I think that's really it for this week. Anything else you want to tack on? I think that is it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back next week for more automotive news. Take care, everyone.